It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis. It's Texas A&M Aggie Hate Week. We can hate on the Collie Dogs a little bit this week. <laughs> um, the, as much as they, I feel like I love their fans, I, I feel like it's just weird to have a Collie as a I've um, never heard them called the Collie Dogs. I like that. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Does it remind you of Lassie? You're too young. See, I can't. No, I know, I know Lassie. Yeah. Okay. I, was, I can't talk to you about stuff sometimes because you're like <laughs> – you weren't I'm even born stuff. then. Yeah, yeah, you're you're a young buck. <laughs> um, but I mean, I I'm excited about it. I mean, anytime we've gone to Texas A&M, we've had you know good success over there. Um, it's a new coaching staff, but you know it it'll be fun. I mean, the the year I went, it was the first year um, Auburn had played Ellis or played Texas A&M, and. Uh, at least in the SEC when they're in the same uh, conference. And it was a fun place. Like, I, I think that's on one of my bucket list places. Once I knock out other SEC stadiums, I, I'm definitely going back to say Texas A&M because there are a lot of just really good well, places to eat. You got some great barbecue. But it just was a friendly place. And Texas A&M as a culture, I really liked it. They they were saying howdy, how are you doing? Like all the time, which was you know pretty cool. I enjoyed that. Um, one of the weird things, and I kind of get it. Uh, I remembered walking into their bookstore, and I was wearing like an Auburn hat, and it was somebody at the front door, like a you know staffer, was like, "Take off your hat," and I was like, "Okay, why?" And apparently everybody, like once you walk in the building or something, like they were like, "Take off your hat," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> I'll do it out of respect. It's just kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, that is. So they make you, like they were telling you what to do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody was doing it. Even Texas A&M fans took off their cowboy hats. So I don't know. It was kind of interesting. Um, but Auburn does have have a game. It's going to be at 2.30 Central Time on CBS. Um, right now, Texas A&M is 6-2. and two. Uh, They've got the same record as Auburn. Uh, Texas A&M does have losses to uh, Arkansas and Mississippi State. Uh, those were both back-to-back weeks, um, kind of middle of their season. Um, but Texas A&M did beat number one Bama at the time by three points, and that's obviously the, you know their signature win right now. Um, and you know what? They played well against Alabama, which you know <laughs> that's that's something Auburn's got to be aware of. Uh, it, if we get the Texas A&M that lost in Mississippi State, where we, we, we got a good chance. <laughs> but if we get the Texas A&M to beat Alabama, I'm a little bit more worried. Um, and, hey, Texas A&M gets uh, – they got their bye week this last week, so they essentially have two weeks of preparing for Auburn. So, you know, 
gives them more time to you know scheme up things and watch some extra film. Um, so hey, Auburn's gonna come in and uh, play hard uh, like we know we can do, and uh, I still I still you know have a good feeling about it. Um, Jared, how you how you you know going into this week? How are you feeling about us going to College Station and playing a number thirteen team in Texas A and M? I really don't know. I don't. I'm not a big fan of Jimbo um, as a coach, um, and I really think they are not as good as people are making them out to be. But I could be proven wrong. I mean, they, I watched them play Colorado. They were bad. Uh, I saw the score of Arkansas Mississippi State did not look good for them, and then they beat Bama. And here's the thing. People are acting like they continued that success on, and they have. They played Missouri and South Carolina. Um, Both of those teams struggled big time with Vanderbilt. (laughs) So I don't know that they've proven much. You know, some people have catch lightning in a bottle, and they beat Bama, and then they went and played two of the easiest teams you can play in the SEC. Are they really back, or did they have one good night? Um, Time will tell. They don't scare me offensively. They have started running the ball better, but I really think they don't do anything. You know, the hard thing about Ole Miss is, you know, you got the threat of the quarterback running it. Um, Arkansas, you got the threat of the quarterback running it. You don't have that threat with A&M. I don't know if they're going to be able to just line up and run against our defense with a basic running scheme, and that's what they have. Um, Can they hit some big passes? I don't know. That quarterback's got a big arm, but he's been inconsistent. Yeah, I mean, he's – He's got 12 touchdowns for, and he's also got seven interceptions. So you're kind of getting a mixed bag of, you know, how he performs. Um, so yeah, I'm not necessarily worried about you know the last couple of weeks we've had to worry about Arkansas and Ole Miss's quarterback that have the capability to run around and pass too. I think we're going to get a you know more traditional you know, guy in the pocket passing. Um, but even him, I'm I'm not necessarily you know, shaking my boots about. I, I, I'm honestly most worried about the run game because Isaiah Spiller is just a boss. He can he he's already racked up six or seven hundred and sixty one yards. Um he's he's an insane guy. I'm honestly amazed. It only has him as having five touchdowns, which if you told me a dude that has over seven hundred yards only has five touchdowns, uh that doesn't sound right. So they must be going to the end zone other ways. Um which again, kind of weird. I, I feel like you, you, in the red zone, go to your you know, back that can just jam it in there. But yeah, did, did you say you're shaking in your boots because we're going out to Texas? You got it. Yeah. Okay. You I like that. that. One. I like that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm probably like. I mean, I still go back to last year. That was A&M's best team they've ever had, maybe ever. And um, I mean, we, you know, if we intercept that ball in the, it was right in Zacoby's hands, like the team that we just fired our coach would have beaten them. So it's at A&M. A&M has more talent than us because they recruit, they have so much money, and they are in Texas. So they have more talent. That's what scares me. They are probably top to bottom more talented than us. I just don't get scared by Jimbo Fisher's offensive play calling, if I'm being honest. Hmm. I mean, even though, I mean, he he has turned around, you know, Texas A&M to some extent. I mean, is it still not scary? It scares me because it's out there and they're talented. I, Jimbo does not scare me. Again, I need to be shown that they didn't just catch lightning in a bottle for one night against Alabama because um, I, I throw Missouri and South Carolina out. I mean, Oh, yeah, same here. Yeah, so I don't count that. So uh, we have a greater uh, 
example of them being average with the games leading up to Alabama than we do of them being great. So we'll see. They may beat us. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat us. They just don't scare me. Yeah. I I think I have a, you know, healthy appreciation for them, but I'm not necessarily thinking, oh, wow, Texas a and way better than us in this position. I don't think so. I, I think whatever they're going to do in the air, I think our defense should be able to do or be able to stop. Same thing. If Texas A&M decides to run ball against us, I'm not worried because we got guys like Zacoby McLean that are just, they know how to stop run. They're like any kind of run play. I'm not worried about that. Um, and again, like Derek Mason is, you know, kind of, you know, with this zone type scheme in the secondary, we're keeping everything in front of us. So I'm not worried about the deep bomb either. So I, I think we got some really good pieces that match up well against Texas A&M. Um, and, and don't necessarily scare me at this point. I mean, I, I I think it could be close. I mean, preseason I predicted that Texas A&M would win by seven points. I don't know. I'm going to have to, you know, chew on that a little bit more and, you know, do I change that or not? Um, but before we get into our score predictions, let's talk about our players to watch for Auburn. Um, we'll do offense, defense, and then finish out with special teams. Jared, who are you going to be watching on offense for Auburn? Um, I think it's going to be the O-line. I know that's kind of more than one person. I do that a lot, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, it's fine. Like, I feel like O-line kind of, yeah, I mean, it's justified. I mean. I, I need to, if we can, so we ran the ball well against Ole Miss. Uh, if we go in there and run the ball well against A&M, I feel like, okay, we've turned a corner. And that's going to help, you know, relieve pressure off Bo. And I do think uh, while while Jimbo's offense doesn't scare me, A&M is definitely good enough on defense to make us have to work for everything. And so I think that play action off the run game, if it's working, will be key to, you know, getting some big chunk plays. I don't know if we're going to – we're not going to be able to drive down the field and score enough the amount of points we need. We're going to need some Arkansas-type big hitter plays. Um so yeah, I, I need to see uh, the the. I feel good about pass protection. They've shown enough there every game, but we need to show me that we can run block against a more quality defense. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, I like that pick just because uh, I think offensive line it kind of sets the the tone for it. And when we we've given Bo a good pocket and you know they open up good run holes for you know Jarquez or Tank, I mean that's hard to stop. Um, and, and they've done a pretty good job. I mean, they, they've definitely, impro- I mean, they've got, a, to me, uh, they're kind of rivaling the ri- wide receivers right now for most improved. Um, yeah, I, agree. I mean, you could also argue, I mean, Bo Nix as well, um, kind of his most improved, but definitely offensive line is, is kind of in that conversation. You can tell they're all getting quality coaching. Yeah, no doubt. Which is promising. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be watching just because I, I want to see how, how we kind of rebound like i've seen kobe hudson i'm gonna I'm, yeah i think kobe hudson just because anytime i feel like he's had a big game he kind of has a not so great game right after i mean he led our team last week i want to see if he he's able to still come back out and uh perform at a high high rate like he has been i mean getting us first downs keeping us going um so i'll be watching kobe uh for defense who are you going to be watching jared um, I think it's probably going to be Papo because, uh, you know, I felt like we didn't use him as much last game, probably trying to get some rust off and some conditioning. Now, I don't know the exact numbers, but I felt like Chandler Wooten was out there on more plays. So, or at least I noticed him more. 
So I want to see if Pat Poe can get back to, all right, he got the rust off, he missed four games, because uh, we really need him, because he's very athletic, very talented, and um, he didn't do anything wrong. I just want to see, is he back to the conditioning to, to play more snaps? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, he, I think he was out there a good bit from what I was kind of watching. Um, but yeah, I mean, after you, you haven't played for, I guess since, I think it was like week three um, against Penn State, you, you're struggling to, you know, get back up to the game pace and you know what I, I don't think he had that much struggle honestly he he looked like he was out there had five tackles last week um so yeah I mean that's a good one just to keep an eye on him um defensively I'm gonna be watching smoke Monday um I just feel like we we need some extra help in the secondary but I also think smoke Monday has been really good also in stopping the run he'll come up to the line stop the run as well kind of be a good assist um to any of our linebackers so um i think smoke will be a good one to watch just because he he's got a i mean he's got such good ability to figure out where the run's going as well and he's got for the most part again pretty good tackling so uh you know if he he can uh you know bring down isaiah spiller or anybody else that's coming out of the backfield uh, that's that's key for me I feel like I hadn't taken full example, uh, full advantage of a guy named Smoke Monday. We only got him for a few more games, and I haven't chosen him, and that's just a cool name. So I'm going to miss Smoke Monday when he leaves. I yeah. Mean, that's just a really – that's a cool name. Yeah, it really is. I mean, whose name is Smoke Monday? Smoke Monday. I mean, uh, incredible. I mean, when <laughs> when I heard that we were recruiting a guy named Smoke Monday and then yeah. we got, finally got his commitment, I was like, Smoke Monday? Is that just like – like you know nickname or something no this is it's straight i name. assume it probably is is it <laughs> no, his real it? name i'm pretty sure it's his real name i mean it's on the that's roster awesome. itself that's even cooler that's even so, cooler uh yeah i mean i guess tank's kind of the same way but it's uh, that's become his name something yeah. like that yeah so um yeah i mean it's, it's essentially he's tank <laughs> that's awesome he's tank that's right yeah um who on special teams are you going to be watching against uh, Texas A and M? I'm going to let you. Well, let me ask you: Are you go? You go first because I don't want to steal thunder because I have somebody <laughs> in mind. You go first. Um, my my first thought was Demetrius Robertson, just because he muffed that punt last week. Um, and I didn't really see even when he tried to return anything, I didn't see anything. Like he he got I think a couple yards here and there. But it wasn't anything like I feel like he he has the capability to run back punts. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be watching Demetrius Robertson. Okay, I didn't want to steal your thunder. I'm going back to Oscar Chapman because I think that dude <laughs> yeah. flipping flipping fields. It's gonna be. I think if you make A and M have to drive, I don't think they're gonna hit like big plays. Um, if you make them drive, that'll definitely help out. So he's my man. I'm sticking with him, Oscar Chapman. But I know you like him more than I do, so I didn't want to steal your thunder. I mean, I feel like I just naturally watch him as well. So I wanted to give another shout out to another player that I, I mean, just punt returns are fun. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty basic. I'm going to stiff. It's not broken. I'm going to stick with him. I'm sticking with Oscar. <laughs> hey, it's, it's not broken yet. And yeah, yeah, it's not broken yet. Hey, you're watching the dude that's averaging like, you know, last game, like 55 yards a punt. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. He's done. We, we've just been getting by with punters the past few years. I feel like he's, he's actually having an impact on the game. Yeah, no, I think so too, and and you can see it uh, when he comes off. I mean, players love him. I yeah. mean, the whole team loves him. 
Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. All right, Jared, let's uh, talk about our score predictions for this game. Uh, preseason, uh, you had predicted that we would lose to Texas A&M by three points. I think uh, this the season has kind of changed a little bit for Auburn. I think Texas A&M, I mean, do you think, I mean, kind of generally, are they as good as you know we thought they would, would be kind of preseason? Or, or are they better, worse? What do you think? Um, I didn't have much imp- much thought about A and M in general. I just didn't know where we would be at this point in the season. Um, we are probably we're at the uh, basically about as high as I could have thought we could have been. Um, so you know, I, I feel like we I feel like on a neutral field we definitely win. Um, being at A and M, although we've not struggled there, it's still an away game in the SEC. So um, are we are we giving predictions now? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, I do think we still win. Uh, I know that probably a little Auburn bias going on here, but um, I think we win by 10, man. I think we're able to uh, control them enough on their offense and do enough uh, offensively with Bo, either with his legs or arm. I, th- I think we win by 10. Yeah. I mean, if anything showed me what we, we have the capability to do, it was against Ole Miss, and that – I mean, honestly, again, showed me we, we can put up some good points. Um, now, again, I think we, we talked about it, sloppy second half. I mean, but if you put together a full game, yeah, you can definitely win against Texas A&M by 10 points. Um, I I think I'm going to switch it. I mean, I, I did predict Texas A&M would win by seven. I, I'm feeling more in Auburn's favor now, and I think that just has to do with this team and where it's at and how Bo Nix is, you know, honestly playing really great. And I, I think that gives us a little bit of an edge. I mean, I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to say around the same, like, I think we won by seven points. I think it's very doable. That scares me. We both picked a win, but uh, <laughs> we'll go with it. We'll, we'll do our best. Yeah. Um, let's get into our final segment of the day. Um, and, uh, I know there's not a whole lot of, uh, SEC teams that ended up playing. I think there were only four team or four games for SEC games this last week. Um, 
but there was also some other interesting games that you know kind of came up so we can talk about those as well um all right first one mississippi state they beat number 12 you know mississippi state unranked beat number 12 kentucky i was not expecting that one not at all like wasn't even putting that one on my radar <laughs> as a potential and guess what they did it and <laughs> again like we're not i mean we cannot take mississippi state lightly because if if they want to they'll come out and they'll beat you and that's that's a little scary because honestly i had you know mississippi state is a win for sure i mean honestly wasn't thinking about it too much but i mean they're they're kind of showing you know you can't just put them down and say yeah automatic w doesn't work like that um the way the way mike leach you know he he can put up some points and and he did so against uh Kentucky. Um we also had uh Georgia beating Florida which again I I mean Georgia's they're they're a good team, have a really great defense, possibly one of the best defenses uh in a, in a very long time. Not just this year but in a very long time. Um they beat Florida 34 to 7 and I mean <laughs> I know Florida's down this year. Um and honestly, Dan Mullen should be even more on the hot seat now. But man, Georgia is uh, playing at you know pretty peak performance right now. Um, and I think they even did it. I want to say without even JT Daniels this game again. So doing it with your backup quarterback and still being able to beat you know high level SEC teams. So pretty pretty impressive. Um, Missouri beat Vanderbilt thirty seven twenty eight. I mean, hey, you know what? I, I I'm gonna look at the positives for this because both of them are kind of bottom feeder SEC East teams. Vandy, I, I'm I'm gonna you know put a positive spin on it. They scored 28 points. I feel like that's pretty good for Vanderbilt. A- am I wrong in thinking that? No, that's yeah. That's I, maybe it was on last week's podcast, but yeah, I talked about how Vandy gave no, it was this week. I, Vandy gave Missouri, um, you know. I mean, they gave them a battle. Um, Vandy gave South Carolina a battle. So I feel like you got to, and I don't think Missouri and South Carolina are good, but Vandy, I feel like you got to be, you know, they started out the season really bad. Now they're, now they're competing. So I think you got to, got to feel good about, you know, what they're doing over there. If you're a fan of their team. Yeah. I mean, their, their direction is, uh, you know, I feel like it's switched around from, yeah, we're, we're going to be the, you know, complete dumpster fire that is Vanderbilt usually in football to hey at least we're competing um and i mean hey it's it's a start i mean maybe vanderbilt in you know a few years is able to compete with with other sec teams i don't know if it's possible but you know hey maybe um the i think that pretty much does it for sec games i mean like i said there weren't many there were lots of teams on buys this week um but i did want to mention just because we did play penn state uh, Penn State lost to Ohio State, which, you know, Ohio State, I think, was number five in the nation. Um, but Penn State had multiple chances, honestly, to win that game. Um, at the end, kind of just slipped away from them. Um, Penn State really the, – the, the last three games they've lost, uh, they've they've had some tough competition, but still, like, they, they've really fallen off the bandwagon of wins. And – you know, I feel like anytime I don't know if you're dirty this way, like when you play play a team that you lost to during the season, like you kind of root for them a little bit just because it makes you look a little better. 
Um, do you, do you kind of have that mentality when you you you, know, you lose to a team? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, lose or win, once you're done with them, you kind of won't. Unless you're unless it's Georgia, Alabama, I won't oh, yeah. always lose. But oh yeah, no doubt. Pretty much every other team, yeah, you want them to win out. Um, it doesn't look as good now. Everything's in context. That was like their whiteout game. That that was their Super Bowl essentially, and their quarterback was healthy. He got banged up. Uh, uh, think playing. I don't know who they're Iowa maybe. Um, well, that's another team that fell off the face oh, of the yeah. planet. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I I think them playing Ohio State close is probably pretty impressive because it was at Ohio State, I think. So. Uh, you know, I wanted them to win, but I just think, I don't know if they're a great team right now. And I don't know if they were great when we played them. I just felt like, you know, that was our third game with our new coaches. So on the road, crazy atmosphere. Um, you know, and that was before Bo Nix was focused and having fun. So <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that was the, I feel like it completely, I mean, not a completely different Bo. I think we saw, even when we played Penn State, I remember thinking it, Bo Nix, in away games has not looked comfortable. And I think that was the first game he looked, you know, you know, at least in control, but I he agree. wasn't necessarily having, like you said, not, he wasn't having fun. He was, he was controlled, I guess is the best way to say it. This is easy to say, but I I would like a redo against them, right? With the two teams oh, yeah. how they are right now. And that's easy to say. I'm not taking Penn state won the game, uh, but I would like to see what happened on a redo with the, with the two teams right now. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd put all my money on Auburn. Yeah. So, I mean, even if it's at Penn State, I I still think I'd put my money on Auburn. Yeah, I'd feel I feel pretty confident. But, you know, like I said, they, hey, they won. Not taking that away. I just would be would be curious for a redo. Yeah, absolutely. Jared, any other I know you were at the game, you probably weren't able to watch anything. Any other kind of games or anything to point out you about uh, you know, SEC and kind of where we're at with it? No, I didn't get to I listened to a little bit of Georgia Florida. It sounded like, you know, Georgia's offense did okay. It was, I think, their defense might have scored fourteen, um, which is just kind of how they're rolling right now. Um, I, I think their D, you mentioned, but maybe one of the best ever. I want to say I saw a stat where this they've allowed fifty-one points so far, and that's the best since nineteen eighty-eight, which was Auburn, who allowed fifty. Whoa. So that was interesting. I didn't realize that, but um, yeah, they're playing pretty good. I don't think anybody beats them in the regular season. I think it's going to have to be in Atlanta, which would not keep them out of the playoffs. So then you got to – somebody's going to have to beat them in the actual playoff to keep them from winning the, the natty. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's – yeah, that's the only way. I mean, and, and I'm just like you. I, I really don't want Georgia to win living in the state of Georgia. <laughs> Dude, it'd be tough, man. I mean, I yeah, their their fans are tough on, on me, so it'd be tough. <laughs> but, yeah, they, yeah, they got Missouri, Tennessee – Charleston Southern and Georgia Tech. I don't at Tennessee is the only one that you could even draw up a plan of possibly being close in my opinion. Yeah. Um oh you had mentioned Iowa and I I saw you know briefly that they lost, but they lost bad. They lost yeah. bad to Wisconsin who was unranked, 27 to 7. And Iowa at that time, you know, last week was ranked number 9. So, whew, brutal, brutal. Like they they have gone from oh this team could you know go to the playoffs to I think they're probably going to be ranked like you know when the playoff committee comes out we'll see but it, it's going to be lower definitely yeah. yeah without a doubt all right Jared any other thoughts uh, before we get out of here no uh you know the it 
to, to still even be in the conversation for, I said no, and then I'm giving you more thoughts, to even <laughs> still be in the conversation for the West, you know, this late in the season, that's pretty cool. It could still, you know, I think at this point the floor is 8-4, and four, and some people thought the ceiling was 8-4. and four. So 8-4 and four could still happen, but I think that being the floor is pretty promising. Yeah. So um, I think the ceiling now is, you know, 10-2, and two, floor's 8-4. and four. So, you know. We'll probably fall in the middle there, nine and three. Right, and and I just saw uh, Justin Ferguson. He kind of ran some numbers on uh, projected final regular season uh, record, and right now it looks like you know probably more than likely about eight and four at forty two percent. But there's opportunity for even a nine and three, about twenty six percent. Which you know I'm an optimist. I feel like that can easily happen if uh, we play our cards right and we beat we either beat uh, A&M or Bama and, you know, maybe lose to, I don't know, one of them, I think we'd probably beat Mississippi State. I think that's definitely in the cards. Uh, but there is even a small chance that we, you know, went out and go 10-2. and That's about 5%. So, hey, it is possible. Um, and, you know, <laughs> hey, we as Auburn fans, I feel like, kind of hold on to, hey, there's at least a chance. Let's Let's, let's see if it you know, happens. Well, let's be honest. At Auburn, we only do that stuff if there's like a 5% chance. We would not win out if there was like a 90% chance. Oh, no. So that's how we roll, man. 5% yeah. chance. We love that. Yeah. I'd be, I'm surprised the eight and four is that high. Cause I, I mean, you, you're essentially assuming we lose to, uh, I mean, you almost got to give us Mississippi State and South Carolina at the moment. You're assuming yeah. we lose to both A&M and Bama. And you know, maybe we do, I guess, I guess saying it out loud, maybe we do, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know that we lose to both of those. Um, yeah, but that's me. Yeah, I mean, after watching this game, I. I mean, I think Alabama has bounced back, but the way Auburn's environment wasn't. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Like that. That was a pretty good environment, right? I mean, it seemed like it from TV, and that was just Ole Miss. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I think Bama's. I think Bama's a very good team. I never even thought they were out. Like I was like, they're just a good. They're still a very solid good team. They have five stars everywhere. They're just not invincible this year. And so, you know, on the road, you know, they're beatable. Um, it's not. It's it's a. We need to stop. Like for them, that is a beatable game. That's a winnable game. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. To I guess to assume almost fifty percent that you know we lose both A and M and. Bama, I don't know if I'd put it that high, but it could happen. I mean, we could lose out. I don't know, South Carolina, but <laughs> we yeah, could lose. We to, should not lose that game. Yeah, we could lose to A and M, Miss State, and Alabama. So, yeah, I just don't see it happening. I, I don't think so either. I really don't. All right, Jared, uh, how can the people stay in touch with you? You can find me on Twitter uh, under my name Jared Dave. Uh, not Twitter. I tell you what, man. You can find me on Facebook <laughs> under my name Jared Davis. Forgive me, everyone. <laughs> Facebook. And you can actually find me on Twitter. There you, you can find go. me on Facebook if you want. Just under my name, AJ Richardson. But if you want to find me on Twitter, it's AJAYJAY underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.